Star, where we discuss the ins and the outs of getting into the adult entertainment industry. This week, our very special guest is an award-winning adult star and Camphor ambassador, Max Connor. Max, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. <laughs> so I was actually lucky enough to meet you about a year ago or so, and I was working with Camphor at the time. And I remember you telling me that you actually got your start with Camphor um, a while back. Why don't you tell me about that? Uh, yeah, so uh, I started uh, using Camphor and didn't really show my face back then. Um, and I think I'm going the name XL Top. And so <laughs> it was just, you know, me just kind of experimenting, testing the waters and everything like that, um, which was, of course, was a gateway to starting uh, fan content and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, you weren't lying. Definitely XL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, how did you get, how did you go from that to wanting to, you know, show your face and like actually see this as like a full on career? It was in, uh, it was, I believe the winter of 2017, I had, uh, just done a pilot for NBC and, um, I was really excited because I just knew we were going to get picked up and I was going to transition out to LA and start this new life. And um, unfortunately, we didn't get picked up. So um, I was at a point now where you know, I've been acting for 10 years mm -hmm. and uh, I was tired of like constantly auditioning, constantly looking for work. Um, when I had work, still going to auditions just mm -hmm. because, you know, I needed work after that contract was over. And um, I was getting older and I wanted a little bit more stability. Right. So I came up with the crazy idea that I was going to start, you know, doing porn. And I told some of my closest friends, I told my partner at the time, and everybody was just like, what are you talking about? You're <laughs> crazy. Um, you're an actor. You're doing it. This is what you love. And um, but I was like, you know, I really think I can do it right. So I started. Uh, this was after I was had been camming for a while. So then I started the OnlyFans. And everything just like blew up from there. Wow. Um, I kind of love that. I, I got my start with OnlyFans and Twitter too. I was kind of in the industry, like behind the scenes. But when I started reaching out to like porn companies, that, that was kind of my calling card. I was like, here's my OnlyFans. Here's my Twitter. Yeah. If you like what you see, you know, book me. <laughs> Is that kind of the way it went with you? Uh, no, actually, you know, at the at the time when I started my fan content, I wasn't really even thinking about doing studio work. Okay. Um, I when I started, uh, I immediately like started making so much money. Wow. Um, and I was like, okay, this is it. This is this is good for right now, you know. Yeah. And then uh, the 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 first studio, maybe about a month in, contacted me, um, wanted me to do my first studio scene with them. And then another company contacted me. And so then for a while, there was this negotiating battle between the two studios back and forth. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, they were Such like, oh, they'll commodity. pay you this and we'll pay you that. And mm. they just kept you know, going up. Wow. And so I finally ended up going with the studio that, that uh, decided to pay me the most. And I did that one scene. And then after that, like, all the offers just kept rolling in to the point where I was on a plane at least three times a week. Really? It was crazy. Yeah. It was wow. a little hectic. 
Good for you. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for people who maybe like aren't so lucky that they're going to have like a bidding war over them? Like how do they get noticed and get their first scene? Um, I definitely think that uh, marketing and and working really hard on making a brand for yourself right. is very important, especially in times like this. You know, we're in a pandemic um, and things aren't the greatest for, you know, financially for anyone, oh, but, for sure. you know, also for studios. So most of the studios are going to go for a, a bigger brand, someone that they know is going to bring the eyeballs and bring in the money. Okay. So... I think that if you want to do studio work, Mm -hmm. your fan page is where you kind of get to play and create who you are and set the tone for, you know, what people are uh, going to be hiring. And then from there, you have to network. You have to, you know, uh, use the resources that are available. Use social media to... to, uh, to reach out to people. And when I say networking, I don't mean going to every director's or studio's page and begging them to hire you. Right. Networking networking is building relationships. I solely believe that the reason why I've been able to be as successful as I am is because I've built relationships with people. And I, I look at my career as just a series of relationships, whether it be with um, studio teams or whether it be with my fans, it's all me building those relationships. And so when, you know, a big director is casting uh, for a studio scene or, you know, they're going to call on their best friends first. So once you built that relationship, they're like, oh, you know, I've been talking to so-and-so. So so I'm going to call him and see if he's available to do it. So definitely uh, use your fan page to build a brand and to build uh, relationships and network with people within industry and also your fans because without them you wouldn't you know be there so so true your fans are everything and i i think that's great advice because these like when you're on porn sets you're there for a long time and if you're hard to work with or not likable and not building good relationships you probably won't get a call back and there's only so many studios to work with yeah yeah. yeah. No, I, I kind of treat it like how I treated the acting world, nice. you know, and it, some people say that, you know, it's wrong and everybody deserves an opportunity and all that stuff. But I mean, I think anybody really honestly, if they ask themselves if they were in a position to hire or to cast, Um, you want to work with your friends. You want to work with people that you know, that you're comfortable with, that you know it's going to come to set, that's going to do a good job, not only because they are professional, but also because they're your friends. So they don't want to, you know, mess up or put you in a bad position. So, um, yeah. I like that. Um, You mentioned your first scene. Who was it with? What studio and who'd you work with? Uh, It was with Read It Raw. And I believe my first scene was, oh gosh, <laughs> it was with uh, Tay the Doug. I don't know name? that name. I'm going to research that after. <laughs> so cute. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, you work with a, a lot of cute guys. I see your content is thriving. You're always posting new stuff. Um, how do you go about finding people for your OnlyFans content? 
So I've been very blessed. I don't really have to find people. Uh, people reach out to me, which is really great. Um, there are sometimes, you know, there are some instances where I'm on social media and I see someone, I'm like, oh, he's cute. Right. And I'll try to, again, you know, I don't message him. It's like, hey, we need to collab. I try to kind of build a somewhat relationship yeah. first. But, you know, uh, yeah, but it's it's been fairly easy for me. Um, I know for some people, it might be a little harder, um, sure. especially depending on where you live. I'm in because Toronto, and there's not many porn stars here. Yeah. Like the people I work with are like people I met like just like at the gym or like, cause I'm not on dating apps. And yeah. um, sometimes it'll be like clients and stuff that I feel comfortable enough filming with, but mm-hmm. no one wants to show their face because they're not porn stars, right? They haven't like entered that life. They don't want people to see them, their identity. Yeah. Yes, that's challenging. Very challenging. Yeah. So how do you go about like filming something for OnlyFans um, versus like posting it on Twitter? Do you just post like a little bit or do you post the whole thing? Uh, So I just started something new actually um, on my Vist for Fans where, um, so I, I usually I try to record my content in series. So the last series, the last big series I did was the Beach House series, and that was during the summer. Um, It actually did very, very well, and it's like really beautiful. Um, But um, I'll block all of my content out within those series. And then I have two ongoing series. One is called Max Connor Plus, which is my more polished videos, like I have a videographer and it looks really like almost like studio-ish. And then the other ongoing series is the POV scenes. And the POV scenes are just the regular hold the camera, put it on the tripod mm-hmm. type of feel, more amateurish type of feel. Um, so I, I really don't have a post schedule. I kind of just like, I have so much footage from my phone. I still have footage from last year that I haven't edited yet. What? So I what can't even like keep up week to week. How do you have a backlog from last year? That's amazing. Yeah. And I, 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 I well, I did it for two reasons. First reason is I record so much and I just can't edit it and put it out fast. Right, right. The second reason is when things happen like what happened beginning of last year when we're all in lockdown, I don't have to be pressed to go and try to find content. I have you know what I need to get me through um which is a good idea for anyone who wants to keep their business running if stuff like this happens you know um so well usually what I do is usually my videos range from about 25 to 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and so I'll post uh the video up and then I'll make a cute little trailer and then I'll put that on Twitter um usually three or four days before I put out a video Mm -hmm. I'll put out little teasers. So it'll be like 20, 30 second clips of my favorite parts of the scenes. And then when the official trailer comes out, that's the video that has all the music and all the cuts and stuff. And it's usually about a minute or so. Um, So just for fans, all the POV scenes are uh, available for subscribers to watch in full. And then with the Max Connor Plus, because I put a little bit more money into it, yeah. what I'll do is I'll edit the full length video 
And then I'll edit a six minute version of that video. But that six minute version will still have a full arc. It'll still have the beginning, middle, and the come shot at the end. Um, it's just an abbreviated version. That's amazing. And, yeah. And so then when I post it, I'll post the abbreviated version onto mm -hmm. my page. Um, and then uh, there's a star on those videos and it's called premium, premium select video. And that means that uh, once I post that video, I'll send a mass DM to everyone that subscribed to me saying this video just came out. Feel free to see the six minute version on my page or you can purchase the full length version uh, if you click here. And then I also put the full length version in my store. So, um, and, and that's a great way to bring extra money in because when you, when you first start your fan page, you're going to see a huge influx of uh, subscribers. Yeah. And then there's a point to which you plateau where you don't really go that much more up. You don't really go that much more down. It kind of just teeters right here. <laughs> and so instead of spinning my wheels, trying to find more subscribers and, and putting myself through that turmoil, Mm -hmm. um, I decided that I should use the subscribers that I have there and just make upsells. So it's kind of like uh, a strip club. You pay to get into the strip club, mm -hmm. and then if you want some extras, sometimes you have to pay a little extra for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's such a good analogy. I've seen other people post that. Um, when I was like researching what I should do for my premium pages, I was like following some of the top porn stars and they would say things like that. Like, this is like a strip club, you pay to get in. But of course, if I have like some extra content, like a really long video that I put a lot of time and effort into, you have mm -hmm. to do the first pay-per-view message. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sense. yeah. And, you know, having the different series works well for me in the fact that subscribers won't feel gypped. Oh, I paid to get in here and now I have to pay for everything else because yeah. all of the POV scene stuff is as you know there so the you know it's still loaded with content and then even the videos that i sell um you know the six minute version is when, when you look at it it's a completed piece there's just parts missing that if you want you pay a little extra for i just started trying that and it's been working really well people have been buying the videos um, nobody has complained. Yeah. So, yeah. That's like a win-win across the board. You have teasers yeah. for Twitter. You have like the six-minute version for anyone who's already paid to subscribe. And then you also have the extras for anyone who wants more. Mm -hmm. Really impressive. So you mentioned Just for Fans. Um, I see a lot of people in the, the male market using Just for Fans, whereas from the trans market, a lot of us use OnlyFans. How do you mm -hmm. choose between the two? Why did you choose uh, Just for Fans? So I used to have both. I started with OnlyFans, and then when Just for Fans came out, um, I switched to Just for Fans, and I had both for a while. Um, but during this time, there was a lot of issues happening with OnlyFans, like I guess like server issues, mm -hmm. and there were times where I couldn't post for like a month or so. So um, I decided that I wanted to get my fans more, and that you know, me not being able to post is not what they're paying for. So I, I decided to stop posting on OnlyFans and only post on Just for Fans. And uh, it's been that way now for about two years. I'm thinking about going back to OnlyFans now. Really? Uh, yeah. 
I'm thinking about it every time I say I'm going to do it and I change my mind. <laughs> what's, the, what's the appeal? Is well, it because it's just so mainstream now? Uh, to me, I just know that it's a lot of money that's being left on the table. Right. It just depends on if I want to go through the trouble to get the money. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people who have offered to manage my account. Um, even still, I don't know. Because, you know, there are people now that are having problems with OnlyFans and, and saying they're going to switch over. Especially because I think they started censoring, uh, like, the more, like, BDSM content and things like that. Some people yeah. have been losing their, their pages. For sure. They even block out some some words. Like, I think it was bareback I couldn't type or something. So I just put, like, yeah. a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's really good advice. I think starting with with one is great, but I also have people saying like, oh, be careful because like OnlyFans might not be around forever. And that that scares me too. I'm like, maybe I should have multiple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I mean, I've been saying it for years that OnlyFans probably wouldn't be around for a while. Everybody always, you know, always said that was crazy, but I just saw right. some crazy things going, especially when they started asking for 2257s. Okay. Because, yeah, because they're a host, they're not a producer. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why they should be asking for two two five sevens, and um, automatically then I when it when that started happening I was like oh this is a ploy just to get rid of people and have an excuse right. to get rid of people because I really think they want to go more mainstream with like you know celebrities and actors and actresses and things like that. And you have to keep in mind OnlyFans was not made what it was being used for. And that's why I kind of love just just for fans because it was made for what we used it for and it has a lot more tools, a lot more resources. How do you feel about like celebrities like Bella Thorne? And I I think I was following Tyler Posey from like Teen Wolf who has OnlyFans now. Um, Super fun content and stuff, but it's definitely not sex work um, content from what I've seen so far. How do you feel about stars using it, using these platforms? Uh, I don't feel bad about it at yeah. all because again, like I think a lot of people, especially the newer, younger crowd that are coming in using OnlyFans, um, you have to remember, again, OnlyFans was not created for sex workers. Right. It was created for you know photographers and mm-hmm. celebrities and things like that, and then we kind of evolved it to sex work. That's why there were so many problems in the beginning because first of all. They didn't expect for that many people to to you know join OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and the second thing was uh, in the beginning they were going through a lot of legal issues because legally they weren't prepared for what OnlyFans had become. Wow! It was never wow. intended to be for sex work. So, I mean, does it suck that you know they're going more mainstream and that celebrities are on there taking away? you know, money that could be going to sex workers. Yeah, but is it wrong? Not really, because OnlyFans was, wasn't created for what we use it for anyway. That's very true. Um, what other platforms are you on? How should someone getting into the industry choose, like, where to devote their energy? Uh, so the only platform I'm on right now is Just For Fans. I have mm-hmm. several other platforms that hit me up what I mean to put content on. Okay. Um, and I don't do it, and here's why. And this is my advice to people who are trying to figure out what platform they want to be on. Um, you can go and look up any platform's traffic on Alexa, mm-hmm. and you can see the like how many people are visiting that site. 
the ones that are like in the million rankings and things like that, there's really no need to join those platforms because no matter how good your content is, no matter how much you advertise it, there's just not enough traffic there. So yeah. it wouldn't be necessarily financially beneficial. Um, so I think that you should find the platforms, uh, do your research and find the platforms that has more traffic. Not to say that you can't also be on the platforms that have less traffic, mm -hmm. but that shouldn't be your main platform. Yeah, completely agree. For me, that's like how I treat like OnlyFans is my main one. And then I have like many vids and stuff, but the traffic is yeah. not really the same. I don't think about joining uh, many the crush. Yeah, many. Yeah, I, I love the interface. I love, I love it. It's really good. And the thing about like, I don't know about just for fans, but with OnlyFans, once you send out like a big video in the DMs, it's like pay per view. If someone wants, if someone like subscribes to you the next day and they're like, hey, I missed this video, can I get it? I don't think there's a feature where you can just like send them that video. You have to re-upload it, which could take a long time, like half an hour. Yeah. Only. So, for example, I'll just be like, oh, just go to my many vids. You can just straight up download the videos that I have listed there. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have. That's how Just for Fans is, too. Oh, yeah. So when you upload, you upload them into your theater. And every video that you post is right there. You can uh, put it for sale. You can tag items that you're wearing in the video for sale. Wow. You can download it and, and save it again. That's it's so it's like a database of your your footage. That's why I don't even use my hard drive anymore. Really? I can just go to just for fans and, and download any video that I want that I've made. So much better. I've like I bought hard drives, I've upgraded my iCloud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll switch over at some point. I just I see like a lot of like the gay and male market using that, but for some reason, like I don't see many of the like cisgender female or trans female using that mm -hmm. but yeah i might i might try it um what else do you suggest for people um looking to like promote themselves like do you post a lot on twitter on instagram yeah definitely utilize your social media right. so uh uh twitter of course is my main uh hub if you will mm. um but posting on several platforms posting uh frequently especially now again because you know we're in the middle of a pandemic and a lot of people ha have you know started fan content mm. um even people who said that they would never do it so the market right now is completely oversaturated really? so especially on twitter like you have to post at least every two to three hours because if you don't what happens is you post and then you know five hours later it's just nowhere to be seen because there's mm. so many more people doing this there's so many more uh people that you try to keep your post ahead of you know what i mean there's so many um so i yeah so i post about every two to three hours instagram is another great tool if you can get away with not getting your account banned every other week <laughs> um, literally the worst uh, so I, yeah yeah it's a little frustrating um I actually had a really good Instagram going, but I got hacked um, like oh, no. sometime last year. Yeah, so I had to start a new one. And I just don't post enough on there. But I think that's good because Twitter, again, is like really where I, where I drive at home. And then there's also, uh, you know, blog sites and promotion pages and things like that that's on Twitter. Um, some of them 
uh, will post you if they like your content. Others right. will charge you. Okay. Um, I, always, I always tell people if you're going for the ones that charge you, do your research before you pay them their money. Mm -hmm. um, see, you know, look at their analytics, see the traffic on mm -hmm. their page, see um, how many clicks uh, their promotions are getting. If you know some of the models they promote, reach out to those models, ask them mm -hmm. if they've seen any benefits from that or not. A lot of this is doing your research first and then going with the best option. Of course, I like that, especially for your market. There's so many like uh, male male blogs on Twitter yeah. that repost. So that's that's huge. There's a lot for the trans yeah. market too, which is great. But yeah, Instagram. I don't know. I, I got mine banned recently, and all it took was one person to you know report my page, and then I appealed it, and I was like, I've been so cautious. Like I haven't even shown a nipple. There's no post where I'm not uh -huh. wearing like at least underwear. <laughs> so they yeah. gave it back to me, but it's just like it's hard to want to build a following somewhere if you feel like it could just be like ripped away at any point. Yep. Yeah. Twitter is definitely something like, I think is a great place to build your following. But like you said, there's so many people um, posting all the time. So are you posting new tweets, like new, new content every time you tweet or are you retweeting yourself? Yes. I very rarely will repost something that I've already posted. Oh, wow. So, um, and I think that's another thing, like, in order to, like, I think to stay relevant, right. you have to keep things fresh and new. Because, um, you know, people get bored. Mm -hmm. I saw recently a fan complaining about, you know, one model that he followed. He's like, I keep seeing the same things. It's like, what's, you know, going on? Which, I mean, it's understandable because, again, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. But, um, yeah, I try to post something new every time I post, which, you know, thankfully I'm, I'm able to, because again, I just have so much content. Like I'll post a promo of something or a little clip of something that I did yesterday and it keeps people um, interested. It keeps people, you know, thrilled. Oh my God, here's something new. And then when I actually edit the video, like five or six months later, they would have forgotten they saw that promo anyway. And so then it's like new to them again. It's like, oh my God, look at this. You know, when the yeah, official amazing. trailer comes out. Oh my God, you work that far in advance? <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah. Five or six yeah. months. Like I'll film something and then I'll post like within the week or the following week. But yeah. I mean, once you get to your stage where you're so experienced, you know how to like probably do one day of work and get like a week's worth of content. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had a model come over the other day and um, I was like, yeah, so we can do one here and then we could do one there. He's like, oh my God, we're gonna do two. I was like, yeah, why not? Make the best use of the time. <laughs> nice, he was probably so excited. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you did porn and now you obviously do a bunch of content, um, being creative on, on your own accord. And that's one of the appeals of like doing premium sites like just for fans, only fans, but do you plan to still do studio scenes or do you think you've reached a level where you, you could just work for yourself? Um, I have reached a level where I can just work for myself and especially because you now I have my talent management company. Exactly. And um, I'm also ambassador for Cam4. <laughs> um, and studio, 
the money I make from studios, I basically just use it to pay my taxes. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I would stop studio. I, I love the people within the industry that I've made relationships with. Um, I love going to the award shows and yeah, that's where I met vibing. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love every aspect of it. And also, I always tell content creators this, you know, if you're ever offered the opportunity to do, to do studio work, you should, because you're only smart for doing it, because it's a, it's a entire new market that you're opening yourself up to and you're exposing yourself to, because, you know, there are a lot of people who watch studio porn Sure. We don't necessarily have a Twitter. A lot of times, because there's so many people on Twitter, a lot of times we can kind of get tricked into believing that everyone is there when it's mm -hmm. like not so. So, you know, being a smart business person, doing studio work um, only brings in more promotion. It's paid promotion, actually. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I love it. I'm starting to uh, direct a little bit more. Um, right now, I'm working on a feature film that I'm going to be directing for Noir Mail, which nice. is uh, going to be like a collaboration between them and my talent management company, House of Connor. So it's going to be a whole House of Connor takeover. I'm flying out there in March to direct this movie. Um, and I just signed exclusive with Falcon. No way. Yeah. So, I've been watching them uh, for like years. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was really excited for that. And I was really excited because I can be able to sit down in one place. And um, I think Falcon Naked Sword really invest in models that want to, you know, go a little further and start working behind the camera as well. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Directing is a lot of work, but. I think it's where my true passion, my true joy is because I am from the acting world. So it kind yeah. of puts me back in that feel, you know? You already call my buddies up and be like, hey, I have a job for you. You know, it feels good <laughs> to call your friends and be like, I got money for you. <laughs> you got so much experience for that, especially because you've been filming your own really high-end content and yeah. directing that. So that's, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, is there anything else that you think people should think about before entering the industry? Um, I think that, you know, anyone who's entering the industry should really um, kind of set a plan for yourself. If you only want to do this for five years, how can you make the best of that five years? If you want to be in this for the long run, how can you uh, keep people's attention, stay relevant, um, I, I always describe being a, a porn star, a performer in general, in the public's eye, I always call it being a, being a chameleon. You have to be able to change and adapt constantly. For sure. It's a constant um, evolve of, of your, your brand and your marketing and what you're bringing to the table. Um, also, uh, I would tell those who are trying to get into the industry to have a tough skin because no matter what you do, no matter how nice you are, no matter what good you do, there are always going to be those people that are going to try to bring you down and you can't get, let that get into your head because once it's there, it's hard to get rid of. I and sure. it's easier said than done, but you have to understand and you have to have a great sense of who you are, what you stand for, 
because when people are telling you that you're something else every day, you have to still be able to stand in that truth and say, no, that's not me. This is me. Um, Because I've seen a lot of people just come and go because they could not handle uh, that pressure. Um, And they get depressed and they start to feed on the negativity. Because I always say this, people can say 1,000 good things about you, but that one negative comment gets so stuck in your head. It's so true. It's really sad. Yeah. Like someone reposted a photo of mine. I think it was on, on Instagram and it got so many amazing comments. And like, I was an idiot and looked through the comments. And then I had, there was like one or two like transphobic comments that just like shook me. And I, I started to like feel shitty about myself. But at the end of the day, like you just have to shake that off and, you know, be proud to be different and ignore the haters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like I say, if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. If you have <laughs> haters, you're on the right track. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how do you feel someone should maybe focus their energy on the good comments while avoiding the negative? Is it possible? It's not possible. Because they're there and you're going to see them. Yeah. It's a mental thing. It's uh, something that you have to... And, and look, it took me a year and a half into this to learn this because you know I've been called some of everything under the sun except for a child of God you know people call me everything and I have to look at this every single day there were nights where I would cry and I would just say I'm going to quit and I just can't take it but I had to learn that these are people who know nothing about me right they don't know where I live they don't know what shoe size I wear they don't know what size shirt I wear. They don't even know my name, you know? And so you can't let those things affect you. So of course, you're gonna see it. Right. Of course, it's gonna make you feel away. but it's up to you to dwell in that or to move past it. And that's where the tough skin comes into play, you know? Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. If the water rolls off your back, it doesn't mean that it was never there. You, you don't just ignore it and act like it's not there, you know? Yeah. It's just, oh, look at that. Okay. And, and that's really critical, especially for someone like coming from a marginalized background, whether it's your sexuality or, or what, but that's, that's something that people should really keep in mind, including myself, because I'm still fairly new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for, for chatting with me today. I learned so much and it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yes. It's great to see you. Likewise, and best of luck with everything. We'll keep in touch. Yes, for sure. Where can people find you? Um, I know you have some shows coming up on Cam4. Yeah, so uh, you guys can see me on Cam4 this month. Um, hold on, I have my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on Cam4 this month, uh, February 5th. Okay. Uh, and I, my special guest will be Apollo. Uh, I'll do a solo February 12th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be with uh, Demo Deshi on February 16th and another solo on February 19th. So February 5th, 12th, 16th, and 19th. You can find me on Cam4. That's cam4.com slash MaxConnorXXX. Yeah. Um, social media, you can find me on Twitter. It's MaxConnorXXX. Uh, you can find me on Snapchat at MaxConnorXXX. And on Instagram, you can find me at official.maxconnor. 
Amazing. Thank you so much. And I look forward to watching all those really sexy shows. <laughs> Yay. Bye, Max. Have a great day. Bye. This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.